The presidential motorcade has just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. Vladimir Putin has finally done it. He has invaded Ukraine. And uh, there's a lot of misinformation coming out of it. Uh, Zelensky and the crew, they have stood their ground. In fact, I've heard he put on arm, uh, you know, put on his armor and has gotten his weapons out. And so Vladimir Putin successfully went in and started bombing the place. But at the same time, a long term hold on the on the country doesn't seem so inevitable for him. And it's actually looking bad for him because he's put in a position where he has to go all in or he looks like the weakest hack for the entire, uh, you know, the entire nation of Russia. So it's either beat them at any cost or look like a failed hack and get ousted. So he's going all in, although it's not really working out for him. Um, We're hearing of uh, 16-year-old soldiers that have hardly any training on the Russian side. We're seeing grannies being armed up on the Ukrainian side and fighting back. We're seeing a lot of... uh, a lot of misinformation. Um, you're hearing these little stories out there, the ghost of Kiev. We're hearing about the ghost of Kiev. We're hearing about, um, which I equivocated to wag the dog's old shoe. If you remember old shoe, old shoe was, uh, they had a sex scandal and they wanted to eliminate that scandal from the news cycle. So they made up a fake television war about America uh, or about Albania being invaded. And so America was going to bail them out. Well, they needed a hero because if you remember with Parkland, we had Emma Gonzalez and David Hogg. Uh, with uh, Syria, we had uh, Arian, uh, what's his name? Arian Mondi, I think his last name was, uh, who the little seven year old boy that washed up on the shore because all of the migrants were pouring out of Syria because Assad was gassing his people. Um, you have to have these little figure heroes, these little people that you can put up on a pedestal like the little boy in the back of the ambulance when uh, Syria got bombed. Um, You have to use them as the face of the conflict. And they're doing that right now uh, in various different ways. Uh, They did it with this, uh, this entire ghost of Kiev thing. And in fact, our own elected representatives like Adam Kinzinger, who's out there posting photos of, Tanks driving by Ukrainian children, Russian tanks that were taken in 2016, deeming it as modern day. Well, he gets out there and says the ghost of Kiev has a name and he has absolutely owned the Russian Air Force. Godspeed, more kills, Samai. And they say Russian ace fighter pilot known as the ghost of Kiev, real name, Samal uh, Hyde, a 36 year old who was identified as a MiG-29 pilot accredited with downing six Russian jets. Well, come to find out that was a lie. <laughs> there is no uh, ghost of Kiev. It was completely made up. And in fact, they tried to say, well, uh, it's no longer urban legend. There's a viral photo to go with it. It was debunked when somebody posted, following the exploits of the fulcrum pilot named the ghost of Kiev, who has scored a confirmed three, if not four, 
aerial victories today, working on verifying the fourth. The footage is old. It is him. What an effing Chad. Don't count on the Ukrainian Air Force out, or don't count the Ukrainian Air Force out yet. But it looks like that was an old photo to which the person who originally started pushing this out there said, I'll be honest, I probably jumped on this too quickly without enough evidence. Didn't expect it to blow up so much, looking for all possible help in collecting as much as concrete data as possible. So the ghost of Kiev, he does exist, but that wasn't in this conflict. That was back in 2016. Then there was a, uh, a tank that drove over top of a truck to which they pulled this guy out. Luckily for him, he was untouched. Um, it looks like it wasn't a tank from Russia. It was a Strela 10 surface-to-air rocket launcher that lost control while driving. Jordan Schachtel, who's been really good on this, said 80% of the propaganda I've seen on both sides of the Russian-Ukrainian conflict last about three hours before it's debunked on the Ukrainian side. Ghost of Kiev, fake. Actually, from an earlier time period. Snake Island, very much unclear. Russian tank running over a car. Ukrainian tank actually running over the car. <laughs> New photos of Ukrainian politicians and military gear, they're old photos. Now, Zelensky did say, I'm not looking to get a ride out of here. I'm looking for ammunition. Arm me up. Um, but what we saw, so Snake Island, apparently there was a little island uh, right off of Ukraine. Russian warships came up and they got on communications with them and said, stand down, put your weapons down. You know, we're coming to take over. To which the soldiers on snake island were noted as saying russian warship go f yourself <laughs> and apparently the russians bombed them and killed all 13 that's the story going around well that's been debunked ukrainian border guards who laid down their arms on snake island the kiev ministry of defense has already managed to bury them and even award them posthumously kind of like the january 6th uh, you know uh officer who was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher and called dead which he died of natural causes days later. Um, now the military is in the Crimea area. After some formalities, they'll be allowed to go home with their families. Snake Island is controlled by the Russian Black Fleet. Well, you see pictures of them alive. The Snake Island uh, individuals who were holding the line there. Yeah, they're alive. That, so that's debunked. Lots of propaganda going around. And we need to really watch what we're learning as propaganda. You know, Jordan Shackle went on to say Putin is bombing biolabs as a humanitarian effort, which is fake and stupid. Heroes of Snake Island and Ghost of Kiev, fake and stupid. Ukraine taking out troops at a 30 to 1 ratio, fake and stupid. Endless nonsensical propaganda around. So he's correct on that. I've seen lots of that propaganda. Um, but what we really need to do is we also uh, need to focus on what really needs to happen. You know, they've got all the leverage, Russia does. We can, uh, for, for foreign policy perspectives, for people from other countries in combating them. I mean, they're providing energy to Germany. They're even providing some energy to us. <laughs> they've got the, all the leverage on their side. The problem is they thought they were going to have the, the citizenry's support like they did when they took Crimea. When they took Crimea... His approval rating went through the roof. Now it's the other way around. People are marching and protesting in Moscow. Turkey's not allowing them to have flyover uh, space over their airspace. Can you say Gog and Magog, anyone? <laughs> but there's a lot of other countries that are coming in, you know, and placing their outrage publicly against them. But what are we really going to do? Well, Joe Biden's going to sanction them. He's going to put sanctions on them. 
those sanctions, mm, so tough. Um, well, states are now getting into this. Um, in fact, the Ohio governor, he ordered the halt of state purchase and sale of Russian vodka. That's how we're going to beat them, gang. Don't worry about the oil that we're still getting from Russia. Don't worry about uh, many of the other Russian th- uh, things that we do that lets us survive on a day-to-day basis. We're going to take the, the Russian vodka. Saying that we're going to take the Russian vodka after we've already paid for it is the new freedom fries. This is complete virtue signaling. It's dumb. It's, it's pointless. Uh, and it's virtue signaling. And a lot of people were saying, well, you know, it's kind of like taking the tea in the harbor. Don't you think it's like dumping the tea in the Boston Harbor? No, it's not. First off, we didn't even purchase the tea yet. We were uh, really mad that they were going to tax us on it. And so we dumped it in the harbor, amongst other reasons why we wanted to fight back. But this isn't, you know, think about the culture, the British culture of tea. They drank tea with everything. Everybody had tea all the time. So when they came to the colonies and they wanted their tea because that's how they, you know, culture lived in Britain. Well, th- dumping the tea in the harbor is a huge statement. Taking the Russian vodka, that's, that's virtue. Then hardly, there's, I mean, when you put this, uh, the group of people that are drinking Russian vodka up against what, tequila and many other libations, I mean, this is all just stupidity. You know, my thing is, if you're going to do something, do something to the level of Glenn Youngkin, our governor, governor of Virginia. I mean, he kind of he put it all out there. This is how you this is how you really govern. His statement goes way further than frickin Russian vodka. He said today we're acting to show our solidarity with the Ukrainian people as they defend their country. And while these are important steps, it is incumbent upon President Biden to take stronger, more decisive leadership positions to end this war. He goes on to say in his press release The governor directed an immediate review of state procurement of any and all goods and services involving Russian companies. Not just the vodka gang, any and all, because some of these things can be indirect. Um, So we have to keep that in mind. The virtue signaling, though, it just it just continues. We had this guy from uh, KFC Bar Barstool uh, Sports, I guess it is. I mean, I don't know how he got that tagline because. I guess KFC being a brand, you would think they would have ownership rights to that, but now nah, he's got it. And uh, he was doing some serious virtue signaling. Yeah. At KFC Barstool, the people who crap on the ghost of Kiev for being a fake story are the worst. How about maybe just getting behind the badass story to support Ukraine rather than priding yourself on being a little Snoopy B I T C H narc. Um, you know, after all of us having our social media accounts nuked or, our favorite legitimate news outlets that are really pumping out credible news stories are being demonetized and banned over misinformation. It's kind of hard for me to knowingly support actual misinformation like the ghost of Kiev story. Sorry. Give me a real heroic story. I'll get behind it all day long. (laughs) I will support it to the end. So the virtue signaling has gone to even further heights. Um, Listen to this, this diatribe, this rant. Um, she really thinks that if she was Vladimir Putin's mother, the world would have been a better, better place. Dear President Vladimir Putin, I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. If I was your mother, you would have been so loved, held in the arms of joyous light, 
Never would the story's plight, the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. If I was your mother, the world would have been warm. So much laughter and joy and nothing would harm. I can't imagine the stain, the soul-stealing pain that the little boy you must have seen and believed and the formulation of thought quickly taught that you lived in a cruel, unjust world. Is this why you now decide no one will get the best of you? Is this why you do not hide nor away shy from taking back the world? It was it because so early in life, all that strife wrapped your little body with fear. If I was your mother, if the, the world was cold, I'd have died to make you warm. I'd have died to protect you from the unjust, the violence, the terror, the uncertainty. I would have died to give you life. Oh dear, Mr. President Putin, if only I'd been your mother. Perhaps the torture of unwritten youth would not within your heart imbue ascription to such fealty against that world that you thought was so cruel. Perhaps you would hold dear human life and on this night, instead of Mother Russia, you would call me and I would set your mind quite free with the love that only a mother can give and only a mother can take away. When holds, she doesn't harm at bay and leaves her boy for the promise of a man. Whatever your story, Mr. President Putin, I can't imagine how it feels in your heart, but I know if I was your mother, that would be a start towards the awareness of what a powerful being of light you could be if your mind was only free from the violence you've seen when you were just two or three. I cannot believe I was born too late in a different place when I would have loved you so. Yeah, Annalyn McCord wants to say, if I was your mother, I would have a Dr. Seuss book that said, are you Vladimir Putin's mother? I would have rubbed your belly, tickled you a bit, I would have tickled you, you naughty, naughty Vlad. I would have played Beethoven up against my belly while you were in my womb, so you would have been an intelligent, non-authoritarian dictator. I would have just held you lovingly and, and told you unicorns and puppies and, and all cute things are going to be yours and you are going to live a life of popsicles and, and chocolate and the world would be a better place and this idiot thinks that that would have solved everything, right? <laughs> These people are out to lunch. These are the people that say they're your moral betters and that they're uh, more irrational and that, oh, you Christians, you live, believe in the sky God. And, you know, you're out there saying that if you were this kid's mom, you would have uh, changed the world, right? And there's another message for Putin. <laughs> and it sounds pretty effective. Tell me what you think. This TikTok is specifically addressed to Vladimir Putin. Tag him and send him this video. Stop it. Stop it, Putin. No, sir. Stop it. That's how you're going to do it. Stop it. That'll do it. World's uh, back to normal. Thank you for that. Um, the other takes that I've seen have been really just ridiculous, like this one from uh, Dina Hooge said, a lot of people in Ukraine crowding together inside. Only 35% of Ukrainians have been vaccinated. Less than 2% have been boosted. Oh, I'm sure that would have do done it. <laughs> If they were boosted, they wouldn't be half as dead. They would, they would have died easier, not nearly as bad a death if they were 
boosted. Um, yeah. It's crazy some of the stuff that has been coming out from this entire thing. I mean, when you look at the fact that uh, we, <laughs> we received information about Russia, provided it to China, and then China turned around and gave it to Russia. It was actually in the New York Times. The U.S. met with China over three months to present intelligence showing Russia's troop buildup near Ukraine and to urge Beijing to help avert war. Chinese officials rebuffed the U.S. and shared the information with Moscow. Thank you very little. <laughs> oh, man. And then Jerry Dunleavy reports, here's a Treasury doc showing Russia's energy sector largely exempted from sanctions, including things related to energy like oil, natural gas, and other products capable of producing energy like coal, wood, uh, agricultural products used in ma to manufacture biofuels or uranium in any form. And I actually have the document. You know, let's get rid of the Russian vodka. <laughs> just the, the uh, man, we are just not up for what's coming down the pike. Um, we are unserious people. When I watch some of these other networks, these uh, international news networks, TRT World, Australia Sky, um, you know, even uh, DW, our news media just looks like, like a clown show. It's just unserious. It's just complete comedy it's garbage but this is what we're dealing with um on the other side of the break we'll get into some more of the propaganda in just a moment this is adrian slade this is from justin paramenter the courage of ordinary ukrainians making molotov cocktails to protect their fellow country people is so inspiring here in this country we can't even get people to get vaccinated or wear a mask <laughs> jeez all about vaccines and get boosted but there is a hero a heroic story it's not the ghost of kiev no nope. it is the ferry of broadband the kiev ferry of broadband elon musk man give this guy an applause because ukraine was tweeting out to elon musk and said we lost our internet their internet services were down so actual on the ground information videos what have you that really would help in debunking a lot of the misinformation being pushed about, the propaganda of Vladimir Putin's getting rid of the neo-Nazis and he's doing a humanitarian effort. Do you hear that? That's the tunnels collapsing. The shaking, the magnitude earthquakes, that's the, that's the tunnels collapsing of the bio labs. It's all BS. But Elon Musk got the text from uh, Zelensky saying, hey, we really need some help. And he said, Starlink service now active in Ukraine. More terminals en route. Elon Musk had his satellite go out there to provide for internet access. So now there's, you know, they, they can now pass the information they need to effectively. <laughs> it's crazy. The propaganda is insane with this. But there are some individuals who are stepping in to really help things out. My favorite has just been the, the mocking of these ghosts of, of Kiev and all these other stories that we've been seeing, because I even did one based on, uh, based on Wag the Dog and Old Shoe, which I talked about earlier. Old Shoe. <laughs> Officer Schumann. This one was good from uh, Bill Blowers. Apparently, there's a Ukrainian soldier running around killing Russian infantry and then eating their rations. So far, he's gobbled down three goulash, two borch, 
and four pierogies uh, uh, MREs. He's known as the glut, the glutton of Kiev. And they put his picture up, and it looks like it's uh, uh, the guy from uh, Breaking Bad. You know the uh, the bald head guy. <laughs> oh, it's crazy! But we really have to watch for the misinformation that's being floated about, and really try to dig in and go for the sources because they've been clouding all this more than I've ever seen in any uh, any sort of conflict. And now we have our buddy George Soros. He has a little thread. Listen to this. I have witnessed Ukraine transform from a collapsing part of the Soviet Union to a liberal democracy and an open society. It has faced countless acts of Russian aggression, but it has persisted. Brave Ukrainians are now on the front line and risking their lives in an onslaught that reminds me of the siege of Budapest in 1944. You mean the one where you were helping carry these people to the, to the gas chambers for that Zyklon B? At the saga of Sarajevo in 1993, it is is important that both the Transatlantic Alliance, I can't talk like George Soros that long, the United States, Canada, and the European Union, and the United Kingdom, but also other nations do whatever is in their power to support Ukraine in the time of existential threat. Putin's actions are a direct attack on the sovereignty of all states. You want to talk about attack on sovereignty of states there, buddy? (laughs) With you loading up these... Uh, leftist attorney generals and district attorneys that are allowing people to go free. Freaking hack. With all that money you got, you're basically undermining justice and uh, security and public, uh, you know, the, the crime rates are going through the roof, public health, all types of things you are against. Anyways, that were once in the Soviet Union and beyond. Russia is in clear violation of the United Nations Charter and should be held accountable. Um, yeah, the United Nations uh, can go to hell. They should be over in Turkey. I think Istanbul is where uh, Erdogan wanted to put the United Nations, get them the hell off of America's soil. We can turn that into a, maybe maybe turn that into a nice pet hotel, you know, or maybe a casino. Um, but yeah, so far, as we just saw, Kiev is not completely surrounded from Disclosed TV. The Ukrainian army is fighting hard in the outskirts of Russia, and Russian arm, the Russian army has casualties. As for civilians escaping, as long as there's a curfew, it is not possible because no one can get outside, says the mayor of the city. And he's got a link to sources there. So um, also in recently, the EU will supply fighter jets to Ukraine. So there is movement here on a global level, but um, I don't think... America should really get involved in this outside of pressuring where we can. Um, maybe open up the Keystone Pipeline again so we can get off reliance uh, of energy, especially from Russia. You know, I know Germany's already rejected the Nord Stream Pipeline that Biden is allowing, although he's saying now that he doesn't want it. It's, it's utterly insane what's happening. Um, so we're going to continue to watch it. I'm not getting heavy into the details of who's right, who's wrong. I do want to dig into, and I may bring this up on another podcast, but Vladimir Putin's, uh, one of his advisors, a professor, Alexander Dugan, he has this thing, which I've got the full book, the, uh, the fourth political uh, theory. So there's supposedly, you know, there's uh, capitalism, communism, socialism, 
Apparently he has the fourth political theory and it's kind of this amalgamation of that. He's kind of rejecting the world economic forum globalism, but he also wants to bring about the apocalypse because he would like for chaos to reign and Russia to become the empire that they once were. And that's what Vladimir Putin wants. That's why he's eyeing all these people. That's why Poland is nervous, but Poland if, if he goes after them, th- th- just the crap storm is going to be at levels we've never seen. Belarus is looking at pressuring Ukraine because Belarus is a puppet of, of Putin, too. So maybe we'll look into getting into this uh, down the road. Real quickly, before we get out of here, I wanted to uh, give a shout out and a heartfelt thoughts and prayers to a great singer, Mark Lanigan of the Screaming Trees. He also did work with Queens of the Stone Age on a few of their albums, uh, Rated R and Songs for the Deaf, uh, also the one after that. Um, he's come in and sang on certain tracks. Dude had an amazing voice. He also has his solo work. Uh, he also did uh, the song that you hear with Nirvana Unplugged at the uh, you know MTV Unplugged show that they used to have, the last, one of the last performances from Nirvana. Um, they did this song... Where Did You Sleep at Night? It's an old blues song. Well, it was actually recorded as a full band produced recording with Mark Lanigan singing and Kurt Cobain singing the backup. If you can find that, it is an amazing tune. Um, but what I thought was interesting about this, there was a couple things. First, there was Courtney Love's take on this whole thing. <laughs> Courtney Love from Hole and uh, Kurt Cobain's wife. She had this, and of course, she always makes it about herself. I'm so hit and miss with this woman, but... She said, R.I.P. Mark, you were a good friend to me and Kurt. Even if your book, you didn't write anything about our close relationship. I'm still baffled and sad about that. But sigh, market forces of sexism, uh, sexism, hashtag. It is what it is. And Anthony Kiedis's book, Scar Tissue, despite us being roommates and hanging out a, a lot and also in bed for previous years or, or years previous to me begging Kurt not to kick the Chili Peppers off the Cow Palace, uh, the New York show in 1992 due to flea who, uh, or New Year's Eve show due to flea who never sold me out generously, uh, gener- uh, his generosity being the reason Hull could even rehearse in scar tissue. I first appeared on Kurt's arm whining. Okay. Go sexist market forces. You effing dudes and your stupid effing books. I'm finishing mine. So it'll be riddled with lightning flashes of brutal truth and remembrances of all your, all your little wieners. So put your panties on because you'll need them. I'm over taking your BS books where I'm a whiny adjacent of Mr. Cobain, period, personally. In any event, The Winding Sheet, which is an album uh, by Mark Lanigan, and The Stunning Whiskey for the Holy Ghost, which is another brilliant album, were my brilliant soundtracks for all of the awful 1994. And I always thought you were a man of great honor and underrated. I'd have done anything for you. And I did. I co-signed your mortgage. I put you in a sober living for facility for a year. I paid three rehabs. And of course, I never wanted or needed any public acknowledgement of that or thanks for it. And I didn't get it either. Laughing out loud, I heard you had a long COVID bad death. And I'm sorry. Rest in power. I'd like to thank uh, you to have come around and made up for your appalling rendition for me in some tone, Mark, wherever you are dropping the rocks. So that's uh, her take on it. But the interesting part was the COVID part because apparently Mark Lanigan came down with COVID and was in a coma for like three weeks. Um, he had battles with substance abuse in the past and what have you, 
but they were, no one has come out and said what the cause of death is. And I know I'm speculating here because I can't say that it's this or that. I have no evidence. But the timing, the turn of events is interesting to me because he gets the coronavirus. He's in the hospital in a coma for three months. He gets out. He writes a book about dying. What is it? Dying in, dying in a coma or something like that. And then he's interviewed by Consequence.net. And that's a pretty, you know, well-rounded music uh, thing. Well, apparently after he got out, this is his last interview, mind you. He was quoted as saying, I was one of those knuckleheads who said that the vaccine was garbage and that I was anti-vaccine, said Mark Lanigan in his last interview, explaining how he got COVID really badly. Then he took the jab to make damn sure he'd never get it again. And sure enough, Mark Lanigan didn't. He passed away and uh, we lost him. And I'm not going to play I Nearly Lost You, okay? Because that's the only song anyone knows from Mark Lanigan. But because I do also have a music background and I've done podcasts that were heavily centered, centered on music, I want to play one of my favorite songs from an amazing album that Screaming Trees did called Dust, a um, song called Gospel Plow. And just enjoy the, the vocal stylings of Mark Lanigan, R.I.P. Hopefully it wasn't due to the jab, but we'll find out. But the timing sounds very suspicious.
I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart. You can also download it on Roku. Get the free Roku channel. You can also support the show, anchor.fm slash Adrian Slade slash support. Call to be on the show, 929-GO-GO-USA. That's 929-GO-GO-USA.